Welcome to our online service this morning. Something that the Holy Spirit has brought up in our ministry here in recent times, especially as we've come into this month, is the importance of the ministry and the spirit of intercession, which is going to be a really important part of what God is about ready to do, not only in our church, but across the church of the nations. So this morning, as we begin to talk about this and explain this, let's just pray together. Father, I thank you for today that you are here. I thank you that you are raising up your people, that you are doing just what you said you would do in Matthew chapter 16. You are building your house, your church, your ecclesia in the city and in the nation. I thank you that the best days for us are yet to come. I pray this morning that you would be with us in a very special way. In every house and in every locality where people are, wherever people are listening to this message, God, lead us. God, build us. Lord, help us. Holy Spirit, teach us and lead us this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. So I'm talking about the importance of the spirit of intercession. I want to give you a definition of the word intercession so that you can understand this morning. According to the dictionary, it is the act of interceding. It is a prayer, petition, or entreaty in favour of another. Biblically, it means to stand in the gap for another. It means to take their place, to fight for them in prayer. It is love in action. In other words, when we begin to pray for someone, we can pray like a checklist prayer. And that's okay. That's better than nothing. But we can pray in intercessory prayer and this means to step into the next dimension of prayer and really begin to pray fervently and passionately for a person and pray with a powerful outcome in mind i want to give you an example of this so that you can see it if you were had committed an offense and you are standing before a judge and the judge is about ready to hand down a sentence which it would involve in you paying a heavy price. And someone stands up and advocates for your release and maybe even paying the price, the penalty for you. Jesus did this in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 12. It says, And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah 53 verse 12. Jesus is the ultimate picture of intercession. And intercession is to stand in the gap for someone. God is in heaven and we are separated for him. But what Jesus literally did is he filled the gap by reaching out to man and reaching out to God. And through his atoning sacrifice on the cross... Jesus joined the two together and now we have become one with our God. If you want to know where Jesus is today, this is what he is doing right now, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is it that condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen and who is even at the right hand of God and is making intercession for us. Do you know what? I want you to know this this morning, that God does not want to judge you. 
Jesus does not want to judge you, even though we have all sinned and we may deserve judgment. Jesus is in the heavens, in the throne room before God our Father making intercession for us. He is praying for his church and he is praying for you. He is praying for the city builders church that we would fulfill the will of God. He's praying that we would be protected from judgment. This is what he's doing. He's making intercession for us right now. According to God's word, Jesus is before the throne. He is not sitting in the heavens doing nothing, but he is at work today and he's making intercession for us. The ministry of intercession is very important and it is a vital ministry for believers to participate in and to grow in. We need to understand it. We need to understand the importance of this type of prayer. And we need to know how to enter into that dimension of prayer. And we need to grow in it. This is so important because I'll tell you what, every real breakthrough that is significant, intercession has taken place beforehand. We know that without us even praying, Jesus is in the heavens praying. But when we pray on the earth, we can really begin to shift things around. The scripture says in, cha in John chapter, uh, sorry, James chapter 5 that Elijah was a man just like us. But when he prayed, he was able to open the heavens. He was able to shut the heavens. And the scripture says he was a man just like, in, like us. And it says that there is an effective, fervent prayer that avails much. So for us, this realm of intercession occurs when we begin to go further into the realm of prayers. Sometimes problems prevail because there is no intercessor. Nations stay away from God because there is no intercessor. As it says in Isaiah chapter 59, there was no intercessor as the nation began to slip away from God. But wherever God can find one man, one woman who is really a praying woman. One church that is really a praying church. And that church will begin to rise into the realm of intercession. Things can begin to change. It's important to know this morning that as we participate in intercession, we are participating in the very ministry that Jesus is involved in right now. And our involvement can have powerful, powerful effects. Many great leaders, both Old Testament and New Testament, and even contemporary leaders, were great intercessors. Although this mainly happens in private and often unseen and is often uncelebrated. I want to say this morning that the most important people in this church are the ones that are serious about prayer. These are the ones that are pressing into God, pressing into finding his heart. And they're touching the heart of God, but they are reaching out and they are making a connection in the realm of the Spirit. This is the Spirit of intercession. I want to give you some thoughts on this this morning so that we can understand and we can begin to be more effective in this realm. Number one, future leaders will have a strong intercessory element to their lives. If you've been listening in over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how important it is for the Daniels of our time to arise. 
Our government real, recently uh, passed some laws that restrict the way that pastors and leaders and even parents would pray. And I want to give you some encouragement around about this because what should we do? Let me tell you what we should do. We should continue to pray the way that we've always prayed because we are called to be the Daniels of this hour. In the book of Daniel, the king set out the, uh, the, the law that uh, there would be no prayer. And Daniel continued to pray. I think we should be encouraged because every time prayer has been outlawed in the, in the word of God, there, this has been a time where God has been up to something and this has been a time of, that has preceded national transformation. In, in Daniel chapter 9, 3, Daniel began to uh, pray. If you look all the way through the book of Daniel, it is like Daniel was progressively raised up from being a praying man, a, uh, a countercultural leader, to being an intercessor that interceded in a powerful way. In Daniel chapter 9, uh, verse 3, Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. This is not any ordinary prayer. This is a man who is beginning to pray for the nation. This is a man who is beginning to pray for the people of God who were under bondage. And, you know, as he prayed and as he began to intercede and prevailed in prayer, something begins to happen. Because, you see, the battle is in the heavenlies. And we need to know how to push in, how to change things through intercessory prayer. Number one, future leaders will have a strong intercessory element in their lives. Number two, God has called us to partner with him in what he is doing in heaven right now. As I said before, Jesus is in the heavens making intercession. And whenever we begin to pray and intercede, we may not totally realize this, but we are connecting and we are partnering with Jesus in heaven. It is actually one of the most Christ-like things that we can do. Number three, we can pray in such a way that we can enter into his present work. This is about going further than our checklist prayer. You know, God bless mum, God bless dad, God bless the children and, and the dog and the cat. We need to go further than our checklist prayer. We can enter right into the partnership realm with Jesus. And when we have his heart and understand his will, we can be very powerful in the place of prayer. 1 John 5, 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that we have the things that we have asked of him. We can go into the realm of intercession and we can begin to pray the will of God and we can begin to see things turn around. Number four, his spirit on the inside of us makes intercession. You know, we can learn to pray in such a way that when we pray, it is the Holy Spirit praying on the inside of us. Do you know that when you become a, a, a real believer, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell on the inside of you? And now His Spirit can pray. His Spirit can pray on the inside of us. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 
Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Have you ever thought that you don't know how to pray? That the problem has been so big, so challenging, that we don't know how to shift those things? Well, the scripture is saying that the spirit on the inside of us begins to groan, begins to make intercession for us. You know, something is going on on the inside. It's the activation of our spirit man. So his spirit on the inside of us makes intercession. Number five, we cannot be relationally disconnected from those that we are interceding for. When Jesus prayed, his focus was not on the world. You know, sometimes we can, uh, you know, we can pray and we can pray, well, I'm praying for the people over there or over that part of the world. And, you know, that is not uh, bad, but it is far more powerful when we really are connected to those that we are praying for. You know, when we begin to love someone so much that we begin to press in and we begin to pray and we approach the throne of God with boldness and we say, God, I want you to do something, then we can see something happen. So when you're in the fire, you will know who or what to pray for. This is important. We need to get involved. One of the great examples of this is a man by the name of Reese Howells that God raised him up as a, a powerful intercessor who interceded at the government level back uh, in the first part of last century. But one of the ways that God taught this man to pray is that God gave him a burden for the homeless. So rather than remaining disconnected, he actually went and slept on the street with the homeless. Because see, when you identify with people, you can begin to really pray. You know, uh, I, I want to challenge us to go further as we're praying and interceding for people, even in our own church, that we get involved in their life, that we rub shoulders with them, because then we can genuinely intercede if we have that empathy for them. So we cannot be relationally disconnected for those that we're interceding for. Number six, we need to learn to pray things through to victory. Amen. We can learn to prevail in prayer. Sometimes we pray, we pray, we don't see the answer, we give up. That is not a good pattern. God wants us to learn to pray through. He wants to, us to learn to break through. He wants to learn to pray. You know, at times as I've been praying things through, I've felt like this, that, uh, you know, as, as I've prayed, it's like, wow, you know, I haven't got the answer yet. And then something changes. You know, there's a powerful testimony that we have in church here about a young man who, uh, from a town not far from here, and uh, he had a serious accident years ago. We were gathered in the Kingsway Church down the road and we were about ready to have a leadership night. And this young man, Ben, injured himself with a cutting saw and he ruptured the veins uh, in his arm. And uh, I remember getting a call from his mum saying that uh, he'd had a dreadful accident and that he had been flown to Melbourne by helicopter but they didn't hold a lot of hope because he'd already gone grey. He'd lost most of his blood. 
And I remember that night I gathered my family and, and fortunately all our leaders, the leaders of our two churches here in Sale, had gathered for a leadership night. But that leadership night turned into a serious uh, intercession before the Lord. As we gathered together, we prayed in the Spirit. And it was like for uh, over an hour, we prayed for this young man. And I remember it, it was like we really entered into the Spirit as a church. And there was real prayer, real intercession going up. But you could feel the death in the room. You could feel the hopelessness in the room. And some people really felt that and, and felt like they just wanted to get out of there. It was like we were really wrestling with the spirit of death. But I remember that night we prayed and we prayed passionately. We prayed in the spirit like it says in Romans chapter 8 verse 26, 26 and 27. And we prayed, but I remember at about quarter past eight, something changed in the room and there was like a sense of great victory went through that room. It was like all of us began to realise that something had changed due to our intercession. Shortly after that, uh, the mother Janice called me and she said that he, he had been stabilised. Do you know what? Sometimes God calls us into this realm of deep intercession and we are praying for the life or death situations. I want to encourage you in this because I really believe that something we're going to learn about a lot more as we move forward is how to press in and how to really prevail and how to pray things through for victory. You know, God does not want our prayers to fall short. Sometimes we are praying and we are praying from an academic or an intellectual position and we are not feeling like things are changing. But Jesus wants to take us further. So number six, we must learn to pray things through to victory. Number seven this morning, this is the time for extraordinary prayer efforts. This is not the time just to let life go on. God is raising his church to be a house of prayer, a place where intercession is, is taking place, a place where people gather together and will bow before the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and really pray for the destiny of nations. You know, God has called us all to a ministry of prayer. Whether we are a father, a mother, a pastor, a leader, or a youth leader, or even a member of the youth, or, or even, you know, uh, some of our older people. Uh, you know, God can you really use you in this area. And I really believe this morning that God wants us to understand that great things can happen when we move beyond the realms of just normal, everyday prayer into this realm of intercession. So that's the message this morning, and I just want to pray, God bless you, and thank you for joining us with us this morning. Can I pray before we leave? Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you that you are the great God of heaven and earth. And I thank you, Lord God, for the gift of salvation. But now, Lord God, you have poured out your spirit on your church. And your spirit dwells on the inside of us. Lord, I pray, Father, that every person would just come alive on the inside with the possibilities of faith, with what you could do in the future in this city. And Father, I pray that you would raise up a praying people. I pray that you would release upon them the spirit of intercession. 
Father, we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.